You're listening to the Preacher's Hour podcast. A podcast that dives into culture and society from a young preacher's perspective. I'm Jeffrey Copeland. I teach middle school history. I'm married to my wife, Selena, and I'm a student of the Bible. And I'm Brandon Jackson. I'm married to my wife, Jess. We have three beautiful daughters, and I love to share the gospel with teenagers and help disciple them in their walk. We sit down each week and have conversations about what we've learned, what we're learning, and what we think about current events happening around us. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. Man, we are back on the pod. Man, it's been a while for us. Like, we haven't recorded in a weird. while. Yeah. It's, it's actually really strange. You don't, yeah. I didn't think about it. I was like, mm-hmm. they're just like, they're just like, it's been a week, been a week. for us. Yeah. But for us, it's been a lot. Uh, scheduling and stuff like that. So, we actually have some news. Um, so, we're going to be switching up our drop days and, uh, and our whole the whole way we we put stuff out. So, yeah. um, this will be coming out on a Sunday instead of a Wednesday. We've been dropping every Wednesday, mm-hmm. like consistently for the last almost two years. Know, yeah, a long time. Yeah, and so it's been difficult. Um, and so we we had a good meeting, me uh, Josiah and Brandon, and uh, we decided we're gonna drop every other Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna drop. Every other week on Sundays at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Yeah. Right. So um, there will be a week in between each episode. I think that gives people more time to digest it. And uh, it'll give us more time to like really flesh out each topic mm. and talk about it and in detail and do our research about it and know what we're talking about. And um, to really bring y'all better content. Yeah. We just want to make this make this better. Yeah. Um, and so we feel like less is more instead of like, you know, just trying to get it out <laughs> a whole bunch. That saying finally makes sense with this. Most times that, that it that's makes, it. No. Anyway. It, with Charmin, it makes no sense. I just want to put that out. Okay. It depends on the product. <laughs> this is true. Yes. But what we're doing. With Charmin. Is, <laughs> you're, you're triggered, bro. Man. I was, I've been. Yeah, Charmin experience with Charmin. Charmin. It's like, y'all lie. You can use one. No, you can't. Oh, no, my God. Can't. Too much information. Just saying. Man. Anyway. Charmin lied to us, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Lied. So. Hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. So, uh, yeah, guys. So, we'll, we'll mention it again at the end of the episode just to remind people. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to be dropping every other Sunday. So, this is going to come out on Sunday. You're listening to it on Sunday instead mm-hmm. of Wednesday. It'll be a post on Instagram to explain that or to just announce that yeah so if you're are one of our loyal loyal ride or dies all three of y'all yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you will be like where's the episode on wednesday but don't worry this is this will be on sundays and so it'll be right after the church right after second service Mm -hmm. so you'll be like i'll get out of church yeah listen to this podcast real quick so be good for you yeah man and uh yeah so uh our topic today as brandon mentioned Man. is on being hypocrites or hypocrites in the church um you know i was just listening to a uh i was watching a youtube video i just shared it with brandon and josiah earlier and uh this person was interviewing some people who had left the church i was asking them like yo what made you guys leave um and so one of the things that all the people that were being interviewed there's about four of them mm-hmm 
excuse me, they all said, we feel like there's a lot of people who are hypocritical in the church. Like they teach one thing, they preach one thing, they live a different, the opposite. And so, um, that's a problem. It is. That's been a problem. It's not anything new. Um, and so the question I, I pose is how does the church avoid rubbing people the wrong way about church? Well, first I want to start off with just, uh, Talk about how I rub somebody mm-hmm. the wrong way. Uh, I know the reason I know the hypocrisy in the church is because I was in the church, uh, or I am in the church. Uh, I try not to be a hypocrite to this day, um, but there was a time in my life when I was, I was like about just telling people about how to live without actually living that way myself. Mm. And uh, it came to it came to a point where I someone like called me out was like. Bro, you you say all of this stuff and you're telling all of us to do these things, but like you sleeping with old girl. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, you know that? Like, how? And uh, I was, and this is kind of like, I don't know, I don't know whose fault it is, but mostly mine. Uh, but I was, uh, <laughs> I was actually uh, appointed like the youth pastor or the youth minister. Uh, while I was still in high school, which is a very oh, wow. terrible thing to do. Um, but we had a small church and nobody wanted to do it. So, uh, you know, my, great reason. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, yeah, cool. Like you, you lead the youth and, uh, it just put me, gave me way too much power and I was already living a double life wow. when they appointed me. So, and the crazy thing is like, you think, you think it's, some people think it's cool that people see you one way and you live another, like mm-hmm. in your mind, you're just like, Oh man, like I got them fooled. Uh, and I, I guess in, intentionally I wasn't trying to be like, I got you all fooled. I just didn't want to get in trouble myself. Like, I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to be at church when, and, you know, the pastor talking about me in his sermons or pointing at me in his sermons. And he's like, eesh, this is, this is wild. So I knew how to play the part. Hmm. And because I played it so well, they just assumed that I'm doing oh, the right thing. Oh, he's living a life. Nah, I wasn't. Uh, so I got called out uh, by one of my boys. Well, I guess he was actually, he was probably the closest thing to a friend in that, in that setting because everybody was, uh, everybody was living a double life. Everybody was hypocrite, mm. but like he was the person that was like, nah, if you, if you about this, be about it. If you not, just say that. Yeah. So, uh, ended up calling me out. Um, mom found out, dad found out it was just all bad and, um, ended up having to apologize to the church, um, having like Dang, publicly, you one of those. Yeah, publicly. Ooh. Um, and then from that time on, I was just like, I'm really cool with church. Like after I got to high school, I just stopped going altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of like led my life down into this really tragic path of like drugs and nonsense. Um, until the time when I really felt connected to God again, mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, I can't keep living like this. And it wasn't really until I met my wife and when me and Jessica met, uh, or when we got pregnant, that was like the mm-hmm. change in my life. I was like, I can't keep living like this. So that's when the double life stopped. That's when me uh, searching for God and talking to God on the regular uh, started happening. And here I am uh, eight years later, you know, still rocking tough with the Lord. Um, So I know that like rubbing people the wrong way in church um, can have like dire side effects. Mm Because even the people that I hurt back then, even the girl that I was sleeping with in high school, um, who like she was in the room when dude called us both out. So, like, she, like, I don't know where she's at now, but, like, after that, she never recovered. Like, throughout high school, she became, like, labeled as that girl. Oh, wow. And then, like, you know, her, her reputation was ruined. 
while like mine was still intact and like I was more seen as like a player. So I still had my friend. That's the everybody was like, oh, I heard I heard you was doing this. I heard you. Oh, you had a whole, and it was like dang, and like she just got shunned. So in that that I'm sure that that hurt her and gave her like a, a mad amount of church hurt mm-hmm. to where you don't want to come back. Like no, wow, man. the youth pastor did this with me. Like He's the cool. yeah, like the girl mm-hmm. who was caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Like the dude's not talked about, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why. I wish I did, but it's that culture. was yeah, it was cultural. But still, it's yeah. like you can't just be, you can't just do that to somebody and then expect them to take all the blame. Uh, so I don't know where she is right now, but I know like wherever you are, um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, the church did you wrong. I did you wrong, mm-hmm. um, and that's not my character anymore. So, but it's hard to get people back once they've been hurt like that. Yeah. It's yeah, almost man. impossible for someone yeah, to come back. I know. So for me, like not so much, I mean, like some of it was in church, but a lot of it was outside the church oh. of being hypocritical. Mm. And so I remember like, uh, I actually shared this on Wednesday, uh, with the high school kids I preached. It was the hardest sermon I've ever had to preach. My word. I was, Man, it was crazy. So um, I shared that, you know, we were talking about um, purity and and just purity culture and and Mm. waiting till marriage to have sex and things like that. And so, you know, I shared that I wasn't able to do that. Mm. So how am I going to tell you guys you need to wait till marriage to have sex if I wasn't able to do it, right? And I shared how, you know, I asked the question, what is purity? And, you know, is it just simply not having sex before marriage? Mm. Well, no, it's not. It's purity has to do with your mind and your heart. And so it's much bigger than just having sex. And I gave the example, like in high school, you know, I was made fun of a lot for being a virgin. Like, I mean, constantly. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that. Um, Playing playing basketball. (laughs) Oh, Jeff still got his V card. I was just (laughs) clown, bro. And so I used to like internally like, well, psh, you guys are, you know, sinners. And I would just like in my <laughs> mind, I was like looking down on them Man. you and looking down on me. You guys out here, you know, sleeping around and, and talking about how many breaking girls the you Lord's slept law. And then I said, never mind the fact that I had been watching porn since I was 14. Oh. I had been looking at uh, other people's daughters and sisters mm-hmm. as objects. Objects. So wow. in a lot of ways, I was less pure than, than they were. And so I flipped it on them like that. And so it's just Dang. like this idea of, and then I was known as the Christian guy on my basketball team in high school. And it's like, I was the biggest hypocrite out here. <laughs> you know, like, and I remember, I'll never That's forget tough. this. I'll never forget like senior year. Um, I was, we, me and two of my teammates we were supposed to go out. This is like right at the beginning of the season. We we're supposed to sell like advertisements to local businesses to be like to, to sponsor the program. Oh, right. Program. Mm-hmm. And we were out like all night. We got nothing because it was anyway. <laughs> and so at one point we're in the car and these two of my teammates were like really popular, like very good basketball players, like a lot of girls. Like they were just like right. them dudes. And they were talking to me like, yeah, you know, talking to me about God, asking me about God and things like that. And I was, and they were, they were talking about like having sex. 
And like knowing that it wasn't probably okay, but like, you know, Jeff, what do you think about it? And I just remember like in that moment being like, I am a fraud. Like they are looking at me like I'm supposed to be this Christian. I'm I'm living a double life, like you said. And so I think if someone to to answer the question, at least in this junction from from me and Brandon's example, like how do you avoid rubbing people the wrong way? It's like no one really teaches you not to live a double life. I mean, and they do, but like it's not it's not it's not direct. It's not like, yo, if you do this, you're hurting mm. people. Yeah. Because they're looking at you as an example and you're like not, not doing it. it. You're mm-hmm. not, you know, you're you're saying one <clears throat> thing and living another way. And I would say so a big part of the blame would be on each individual. Yeah. Like Christian. Facts. Like you I was I can't blame anybody mm-hmm. for living a double life besides myself, right? One hundred. But at the same time <laughs> try to blame somebody. Uh how many adults do we know that we went to church with that were foul. I mean absolutely garbage. I'm just saying, like <laughs> I feel like this is a bigger problem oh. than we than we care to admit. Yeah, I think because uh, one hypocrisy can run so deep. Yeah, it's like and it human can be, nature. Yeah, but it can be hidden, hidden. for so long, yes. and then you're left wondering, like, fam, how long have you been lying to mm-hmm. us? Like you, and, and it's like there's so many things. You're just like, okay, so you you've been doing this thing that's been wrong. Telling us not to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, we are trying our best to uphold what you've mm-hmm. been saying, even what the word of God is saying. And we look to you as our example, and our example has like failed us. And it's like, it's devastating, yes. like completely to the core. And I can understand why people are like, nah, like, I love God, but I can't rock with church. Mm-hmm. And I think because we've missed the, like you said, it's human nature. We missed mm-hmm. the humanness of hypocrisy. Like, mm-hmm. No one wants to be seen as lesser than. No one wants to be seen, um, especially as preachers. Like, let's just mm-hmm. be one hundred percent honest. Yeah, it is a huge responsibility to be a preacher, a pastor, mm-hmm. um, to be a shepherd, a shepherd, to even to even to be the a under teacher. Shepherd. Yeah, an under shepherd. Yeah. The tough thing is, you know, people are watching you, mm-hmm. but you struggle the same as them. Man. But we don't mention stuff like that in the in in church. We don't talk about stuff in the church. Like, when was the last time your pastor was just like, y'all know I'm human, just like you. Like, don't follow me because I will fall. I can fail. I don't, I don't, like, I don't put myself higher than I ought to be because I know that sin is lying out the door waiting to devour me. And I may not be strong on a particular day to overcome it, to rule over it. I might fall. We don't, we don't talk about that. So, but what we do instead is we hide it. We hide the sin. We hide the fact that, that we're struggling and that we're going through something. Like, I mean, uh, I think it's a, a poll was taken that sixty nine percent or sixty percent mm-hmm. of pastors like watch pornography mm-hmm. on Monday, mm-hmm. right after they get done mm-hmm. preaching, because of the yep. weight that they have to carry. And like, I struggled with pornography for years. Mm-hmm. I know the struggle. I know what it's like to be like, God, I want to be pure, and I actually detest this sin. I actually hated masturbation, and I hate uh, pornography. But for some reason, I could not shake that mug, bro. And I remember just thinking, Lord, just take it away. Like, take the temptation 
away. I don't want to feel this way anymore because I want to live the life you've called me to live. But it is so hard and I don't know how to get over this. Um, and instead of like telling someone about it, I would just be like, nah, I'm cool. Man. I'm good. I mean, I remember even we when we first met, I was just like, bro, like I'm I'm struggling. Like it's hard to stay pure. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yo, we got to do this together. Like this is the only way that we able to make it through. Mm-hmm. And like even through those conversations is what literally like helps me in prayer every morning, prayer every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is what helps me get through each day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if we didn't have this kind of relationship, bro, I think the hypocrisy would all come back. I truly believe that I would start hiding sin. I truly believe that I would start uh, pretending like I was all that when I'm really nothing, dust on a scale. Like I have nothing to uh, to hold myself. I have nothing to ground myself to when I'm living a double life. Hmm. There's no there's no foundation. And at any point, if if one thing falls out, the whole life, the, everything I stood for from this point all the way back. Uh, starts to crumble down and people will lose faith um, not just in me but they'll lose faith in God because of my hypocrisy I this brings me back so much memories from like you had said you had pointed to the verse it's like walk in the light mm-hmm. and you like I remember you made that a, a big emphasis among our, our group yeah. um, of, of preachers of guys in our in our inner circle and our friends mm-hmm. and it's just like I actually forgot about that but it's like that's a good reminder like no like remember we got to walk in the light that's when you know because when you're hiding when you're walking in darkness your sin has power over you yeah you know what i'm saying when you when you're able to like no guys this is what i'm struggling with mm-hmm. and then you bring it into the light it actually loses its power um going back to what you said about pastors like saying yo i'm just a human just like you guys i just I don't know if this is the verse I was thinking of, but this says a similar thing. Hebrews 5. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifice for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Wow. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins. Just as he does for those of the people. Right. We have a, a high priest. We have a, a God who isn't weak like us, yeah. which is Jesus. Like, you know, we don't have to rely on just men mm-hmm. who are just as Not fallen as we are. Yeah. So, man. That's okay. crazy. So, yeah. Okay. So, I was when you were reading that, I thought about this. Um, the, even going back to the hypocrisy, the fact that the high priest had to offer sacrifice for himself Mm -hmm. would show everybody else that he also needs help Mm -hmm. it it, help your boy help you know what i'm saying like it's like me uh but i think one thing that can get lost in that is you become so accustomed to to the tradition or the custom or the uh the ritual Mm -hmm. that you could literally make a make a sacrifice you can make an offering for yourself for your own sins and still be like no, nah, but you know, I don't really, I just do this because, you know, we have to, but like, I'm still good. Like, I don't need no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is a, this is another trap that the devil tries to lay for, mm-hmm. uh, for preachers, just anyone who's, cause I don't want to just like limit it to preachers, but it's really like anyone who has any influence, anybody That's with what influence. what it comes down to is if you're in a position of influence, um, your hypocrisy can, your hypocrisy has consequences oh, for sure. Even um, on this little, like our little podcast. Yeah, Shout out to our 83 subscribers on YouTube. Hey, love y'all so mm-hmm. much. Uh, but I think about that. Like, if we were, 
which is we talked about this like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. It could be bad, bad publicity or good publicity. All of it is good. Uh, but if one of us was to fall in a huge scandal, our podcast ratings would go through the roof. <laughs> like if some, like if, if one that's of what us we're was planning. Like, we're planning a huge scandal. Guys. <laughs> yeah, if one, like if one of us is caught like storming the Capitol, this <laughs> our podcast would be amazing. Is that Brandon? Is that you? <laughs> In the corner, and then you climbing the wall, <laughs> and then you just talked about them, and you're mm-hmm. a hypocrite. Man. Everything made sense, uh, but <laughs> that's why you had so much detail. You were there, <laughs> but I think what, uh, when you have like this much influence, uh, and though our podcast seems small, the people that listen to it they have whole lives, mm-hmm. you know, that could be shaped by something we say, um, and how we carry ourselves affects what we say. So if we are the type of people mm-hmm. that you know say one thing on this podcast. And live completely different. If you meet us in person, you're just gonna be like, "Oh, dang! I thought they was genuine." Mm-hmm. Not that, like if we if we think we too big time, whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's going to affect the way that you view us and the view and you what you, the way you view us and how you take what we say yeah. on this podcast. You may not take us serious anymore, but what we talk about is mm-hmm. some serious stuff. Hypocrisy in the church is probably like one of the leading factors of why people leave. Yeah, or don't go at all. Or don't yeah. go at all. It's so this is this is a couple of different ways that I there are two ways I wanted to address this question, right? So one of them is okay. So from the people in the church's perspective and from people who are people rubbing the wrong way and people being rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> That's that's what I wanted to say. Those are the two camps. The rubbers and the rubbed. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So starting with Josiah's face, he's like, no. I'm going to edit that out. Uh, that ain't it. But uh, but the people who are, are <laughs> being hypocritical, right? So starting from the, the their perspective, right? People in the church, in positions of influence. Mm-hmm. Like... We have to recognize, and not just. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> we have to recognize that, like, people are looking at us. Yeah, and so it's not just like us in in our young positions, right? Because I feel like living living a double life is very common among youth. Oh, 100%. Like that's like the norm. norm. <laughs> like I hate to say like that. Your face, your Instagram, yeah. and your real life mm-hmm. have nothing like, to do with you. Most other. of the youth in churches are probably living a double life, Dang. right? And so that's actual fact. My thing is, where are they getting that from? Okay, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I I go back to what I said earlier. Like yeah. the adults. I, I emulated what I saw mm-hmm. and what I saw, what was communicated to me, you know, unintentionally or intentionally was that this is not the church is not the place to be real. Facts. You need to come in here and put on a, a facade, mm-hmm. put on a front. You, we don't struggle here. We yeah. don't sin. You know, life is easy. Life is good. You know, but then you hear all these things about so-and-so mm-hmm. and you're like wait them yeah they sit in the front every mm-hmm. sunday they but the they're doing what oh oh so you saw so-and-so <clears throat> where mm-hmm. what huh like all these different conflicting things and you're and then you just start to re- like 
so everybody in here is fake. <laughs> Wait hey, a minute, bro. When that so what is what are we what doing, are we doing here? here, bro? That part used to get under my skin yeah. uh, at my old church. I'm just like, yeah. when I and then when we and when Jessica and I ended up going to the church we're at now. Uh, from an old church, and we started to see and hear people being real mm-hmm. with us outside. I'm just like, everybody was struggling while mm-hmm. we were struggling, but no one said anything. Mm-hmm. Why? What was going on? Well, you know, we, we got we, you got people up under you. People, you, you know, they look up to you, and you got to have like this. Who says? Says who? Like, why? Why do we have <laughs> this like do as I say, not as I do mentality? In the church, like we just want to tell people to do all these things, oh, but then but, when you, I'm not doing, but I'm not doing those. You, know? <laughs> you got to do these things, but I can't do it. Bro, even when it came to financial stuff, this is where I, mm-hmm. like the church, my old church, like really hurt me. When my wife and I were, we had two kids at the time, and we were struggling something fierce, bro. And I remember like uh, wondering, like, hey, we got to pay this, we got to pay that. How do we get this money? And I remember like asking, I think it was a church admin lady, like, hey, does the church have any like program that like could help us out financially? And like she was like, uh, well, she said something like the church is like the way the budget works, like we give all, we do all our giving at the end of the year. And I'm just like, it's June and I need help now. I can't I'll, yeah, wait till December. <laughs> I'll be out by the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's nothing. And is there, is there any other way? Like could like we need money. We need money right now. And. You know, this starts asking questions like, well, what did, what did you do with your money? What are you doing? And I'm like, that's... Listen, it's not here. <laughs> okay? I ain't got it. <laughs> if I had it, we wouldn't be having this and this, And it would be one thing if this was like my fourth or fifth time coming to you. Mm-hmm. With this. this is my very Brandon, first again, time. What's wrong with you? Yeah, then that's like, okay, now I need, yeah. a, like, I need a financial plan or mm-hmm. someone to help me out. But like nothing. And I just remember that day after leaving that conversation, like, man, mate. Maybe I'm maybe something here is not right because mm. it looks like everybody here has money. It looks like everybody here is like well, well off mm-hmm. at this church. But you when I up in go, the parking lot, you're like, you're just like, oh, okay, everybody good. BMW, Mercedes, Tesla. Like, is that a everybody t- out here? I'm Bugatti? I feel ashamed <laughs> pulling up my little used, <laughs> you know? my used uh, uh, Toyota. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I, I remember that day, walk, number one, I just felt ashamed, like crazy. I was just like, dang, like I really thought I was going to get some help. Like I I thought if I came up here and these people know me, it wasn't like the, the admin person had no idea who I was. Like you've watched my kids, you know who Jessica and I are, and you know that we're really trying. But there was literally like, there's like no room in the budget for you. And I think even at the time I was asking for like $300. So I'm just like, this is, it was tough. And I walked away and I remember even telling one of the other associate ministers and I was like, bro, man, like my, my wife and I are super struggling. It's like, oh yeah, man, I could have told you where to go. It's not our church. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I've tried a couple of times. And I'm like, no way. And he was like, yeah, like everyone seems like they have money, but like I'm starting to figure out the people who drive the nicest cars have the biggest financial problems. Wow. And I was like, what is like, I remember life Jennings, had a song, um, and like when part of his song, he said, like, church has become a fashion show. And uh, it was like, they won't even let me, they, he was singing the song, he's like, they won't even let me in wearing Timberlands, but like, this is the church. Hmm. Like, you need me to be a certain way before I get in here? Like, that don't make no sense. And I just thought, like, this place where people are supposed to come for help are being turned away, 
And not only that, the church makes itself look like it can help it everybody. Can help, yeah, we look like we can help like, everybody. Like, oh, what's that one verse about the Jesus sees like a fig tree and it has all the leaves on, has everything. Like, from afar, it looks like it's everything you need. Got no figs. He walks up to it and there's no figs. And he was like, that, never again will you even look like you would bear fruit. And he just thing withered away. And I think a lot of our churches are like hypocritical, like fig trees. trees. You because no you fruit. Because you look at, I mean, I'm not trying to like. You Pharisees, wicked. You the outside of your cup is clean. Clean, but the inside, the inside is, is filthy. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, when people look at churches today, when the majority of people look at a church, and you're just like, dang. First of all, the fact that everybody drove here. So number one, just be like, okay, cool. At least they can help me like get somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, you ain't getting Some in my transportation. Car. <laughs> something. So I think the church has presented itself as a hypocrite i mean not because i'm always like cautious about how i talk about the bride of christ the bride of christ correct but what we are doing to the bride we are making her look beautiful and then not using her fruit to help other people i think we've done that and we've done it in a way where now it's become cultural like Mm -hmm. it's it's just regular you could go to a church a mega church and be like yo this looks like a place where i can get some help and it should be. And then you find out there's no help for you. It, it withers your, uh, it warps your idea of what the church looks like. It warps your idea of what God is like. Because then you're like, yes. this dude's been lying to us. So you guys are saying you worship this God. Who's extremely who's good and generous, generous and, you know. Has everything. Has everything. A, you talk about this provider. You yeah. call him what? Jehovah Jireh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when. Gyro? <laughs> but. But yeah, but then you guys are, I mean, like you literally have these giant churches, beautiful buildings and surrounded by like homeless people. Wait, what? Hold on. This is weird. So you, you guys put all this money into this, but you can't help people literally around, around your you? building. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a humbling, it's humbling to me mm-hmm. because it's like, we have a lot of work to do as the church um, and not just as a church, but as like influencers in the church, mm-hmm. as preachers, as ministers, um, as any type of leader in the church. We have an obligation to be the church, mm-hmm. not just be a part At of the, the church. Yeah. Or attend the church. No, yeah. to be the church, the people. And another thing like homeless people should know your name if they're around your church and you should know theirs. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I've seen from my pastors now, Pastor Phil and Pastor Reese, is they know if not like if they they know when there's a new homeless person on their street, and they won't just like notice them, but they'll go talk to them, ask them how their day is going, who who they are, where they came from, like hey, are you just passing through, or are you moving into the neighborhood, and they know their neighbors like they know. They know all of their neighbors, number one, like from like four, four houses down all the way to the gas station. Um, but they've made it a, they made it a, a staple to be a, a church of the community, mm-hmm. not just in the community. So their actions are, are way more powerful than like, okay, don't get me wrong. Their sermons are fire. They're, they're helpful, but like the way they live their life is way is a way bigger sermon to the homeless people in their in their community than it is to like anyone else who sees them live. I've never seen someone 
know the name of a prostitute and not just know her name, but be like, uh, like ask her like, Hey, you have clients tonight? She's like, yeah, I got three. Look, you don't need to do that. Like if you want to, like how much do they pay you? And like try to offer alternatives. Hey, you can clean my yard tomorrow and I'll give you the money that this client would have gave you. If you don't do this and I'll, and like be genuine about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, this is what the church should be. And this is how you, this is how you like stop hypocrisy. Because you're now the church on uh, in the community, and you're doing what the community needs of, of, of the community. Yeah, rather than being one that's in the community, and you're giving the community what it needs rather than what you think you should be giving it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about this topic from the people who are being rubbed the wrong way. From the for well, we got some stuff to tell to you to you, tell you guys. Y'all finna be hot. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, this is a commercial for Preacher's Hour. How to pay the uh, bills? Yeah, our <laughs> our Patreon, guys. So uh, we talked about it a little bit in some episodes, but uh, this is the actual commercial for it. So we have a Patreon. They have a website as well as an app that you can get. Um, and we have two tiers on our Patreon. If you know how Patreon works, if you watch other YouTubers, everyone has it. My brother has one. Heck, of people are using it. So we have a donation tier, which is three dollars a month. You don't get any extra perks. You're literally just helping us out. We just would love it. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. We um, appreciate it. And then we have a $5 a month tier. And that one, you would get access to um, our YouTube live that we will do. So we're going to start doing, we did an Instagram live before. We're going to start doing YouTube lives. And they'll only be for our $5 a month Patreons. Um, and they'll be able to do like live Q&As with us. And it'll just be really interactive. So if you don't want to miss out on that, Hit on our Patreon real quick. The link will be in the description of our episodes. Uh, it's pre- patreon.com slash preachers hour. If you need more information, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, help us out. Yeah, man. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, we are back from the break. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, y'all ready to get uh, rubbed the wrong way? Cause, uh... Oh, pause. <laughs> Kidding. We finna talk about it. Yeah. We finna talk about it. So, you know, continuing to talk about uh, hypocrites, hypocritical, you know, people in the church and people feeling some type of way about the church, right? So, again, I think it's really important for... <laughs> There's always these little... We, we gonna help you out. Yeah, one of these days. It's really important for believers to recognize that people are watching us. Right. Like the way that we conduct ourselves, Mm -hmm. not just what we say, but like how we live is really important. Facts. Right. A good reputation is more valuable than gold. That's in Proverbs. Like a good name. Mm -hmm. Like don't. And then like the one of the Ten Commandments is don't carry the Lord's name in vain. Don't make him look bad. You have Yahweh's name on you. Don't represent him in the wrong way. You know, amongst the nations. So we've got to be really serious about that. If you're going to call yourself a believer, live like it. it, You know what I'm saying? Don't. It doesn't matter what you say. Live Live like like it. it. Be about it. Now, to my people who, you know, are outside the church, maybe you're a non-believer, you don't believe in Jesus, or you used to go to church and then you stopped going to church altogether, right? Mm. Because you felt that people in the church were 
doing what me and Brandon have been describing for the first half of the episode. Okay, so number one, I think that if if people in the church, the church rubbed you the wrong way, if you got legitimate church hurt, yeah, we acknowledge that one hundred percent. Yeah, like that is legit. Don't let people tell you that the church ain't you know can't the church can't hurt you. Yeah, no, uh, we've both experienced it. I think. It's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, here's the here's the bottom line, and this is going to go to my larger point. Hurt people hurt people. Facts. Right? So if we are all broken people, that means we have sharp edges and we can cut you. I got that from Lecrae. Don't give me any credit. Oh, that. I was about to say, this boy <laughs> is going poet. in right no. now. No. What the? This break done changed you. <laughs> no. But, um, like... The church is full of broken people. Mm-hmm. So to think that you're not going to get hurt, I'm not excusing Ooh, it. Right, right. I'm not right, saying yeah. that, well, you knew we're going to hurt you, mm-hmm. we broke. But like, you, you should, should have be, some understanding. You should be like, okay, like, I'm not going to be completely and utterly shocked yeah. if people do something harmful, harmful to me. Because these are broken people. Yes. Right? Now, you know, if everyone in the church is presenting themselves as like perfect and got all together, then it might be surprising when they do something out of pocket. Right. Right. I get that. But like. They should know better. I agree with you. They should be changed by Jesus. They should be transformed. Especially the ones in leadership. Yeah. They spoke. We should know better. Mm-hmm. I We 1000% agree with you. But at the same time, you are still dealing with broken people who need grace, who need yeah. Jesus just as much What's as you do. Right. And then, you know, to my larger point, I know a lot of people who are using this as an excuse. Well, you know, the church is full of hypocrites anyway. That's why I don't want to go. Ooh. And it's like, is that really why? I obviously I can't answer that for you. Yeah, because you got to You have to. Uh, that would be like a legitimate question. If. If you're a person that's been hurt by the church mm-hmm. and you don't want to come back because you've been hurt by the church, you got to really search and find out, like, yeah. is this, am I staying away because I'm trying to protect myself mm-hmm. or am I staying away because I really don't really want, don't want to, go, to go, period. Yeah. And this, this kind of goes back to our conversation we had. Uh, so you've outgrown your church. Mm-hmm. It, it's a question of maturity, right? Because. Again, if you're somebody who thinks that you do not have to be plugged into a local church, like that's not yeah. a requirement. You're wrong. One hundred percent. That's not true. Okay, mm-hmm. you cannot. You can't justify no such that thing as a fish in the Bible. Outside of water, like surviving. Yeah, their fish don't be out here by themselves. They be in schools. <laughs> schools you yep. know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it's too many predators out here for you to be a sheep by yourself. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. So. If you got to really examine yourself. Yeah. Like you said, do I not want to go because I felt hurt? Right. Or do I not want to go because I don't want to go? I don't want to have responsibilities. I don't want people to like depend on me. Depend on me. Keep me accountable. Keep me accountable. <laughs> I don't want to have to like do right. I don't want to have to like. Yeah, I want to live. I want to live my life yeah. the way I want to live it. Be I'm not honest. sure. And this is because I, I believe that's what. That's what you, person who's been rubbed the wrong way. I believe that this is what you want from the church. You want the church to be honest. Now, if you're going to ask that of the church, then you yourself have to be 
at least afforded, uh, we have to, at the church have to be afforded the opportunity to ask you the same question. You can't expect something from the church that you're not ready to give, and you can't expect the church to give something that uh, you're not ready to receive. So if mm. you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to church because I was hurt, that's legit. Okay, yes. cool, this church hurts you. But that doesn't mean you stay away from church Churches, entirely. Period. Yeah, that, that's not the I case. You, you need to go find another. Uh, you need to find another body of believers who then you can rock with. Mm-hmm. And the 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 ultimate goal of being hurt or uh, by the church is not just to be out there, leave that church, and leave it alone. Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal would to be to rectify yes. um, and 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 uh, reconcile that relationship between yes. you and that church, or you and that person for that matter. Yeah. Like. I'm sure the whole church didn't rub you the wrong way. I'm sure mm-hmm. the whole church wasn't hypocrite. I'm sure it was like one person, maybe a group of people. Yes. Because um, churches can be It might be a very influential group of people. Yeah, in that definitely. Church. Could it's be the possible. pastor. It could be the leadership, mm-hmm. pastor, all that I'm stuff. Not, I'm saying the ultimate goal for the believer who is mature. Like, and granted, if you were leaving a church because you were hurt, you need to understand if you're, if you need to leave that church or speak to that church. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to say, this church hurt me, I'm out, and not say anything, and that church not know that they're doing something wrong. You could be, there could be people in the congregation that need to hear what you, what happened to you. 100%. Because that could happen to them. Mm-hmm. And you could have prevented that, that by speaking up, right? Yeah. So, and I'm not trying to blame the victim, because that's, that's yeah. you know, it sounds like that. Because when it comes to church, like, it's a, it's a special place, both good and bad. Because we recognize that, like, these are the church is such an interesting place in America, specifically, because there are these places that we go where we're supposed to be connected to everybody in there. We're supposed to be able to help each other, be open with each other. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to hurt each other. True. Right. Yet the opposite takes place. Everywhere, more, more than more than it doesn't. More, yeah. I mean, you know, there's gossiping, there's cliques, there's favorites, there's mm-hmm. you know, definitely. The, there's different hierarchy and people who are popular, people who aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who got money, people who you know, there's there's all kind of problems in the church because there are people in the, in the church. church. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. One hundred percent. If you feel like you're going to find a church that is like completely devoid of problems and zero issues then don't join it it's probably not a church of humans <laughs> <laughs> and is that the, if they let you in it's definitely messed yeah. up yeah i mean you know i think it's important to try to address the issue if that doesn't work then yeah i i don't blame someone for leaving a particular church yeah. now i was literally just thinking about this as you were talking i thought about like you know a lot of particularly black churches or churches for predominantly people are african-american or black right they're in poor neighborhoods right people don't have the luxury to just go find another church always Mm. you know i'm saying what if this is the closest church to me yeah i don't have the means to go just you know i'm gonna go try like 18 other churches yeah or you live in a city where there's not that many churches churches. you know then what is the solution Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, in that scenario, I mean, you have to. What's the, what do people say? You can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm. So it's like you have to choose. Do I want to try to rec- reconcile this relationship and let the church know I've been hurt? Um, and if they do something about it and they try to change, then great. Then you have a fantastic mm-hmm. church. You have a church that listens. You have a church that's trying. 
uh, if you do, if you choose not to go that route, you just want to leave. Well, you, my advice to you would be leave with a plan. Mm. I can't, okay. The church that like I'm leaving this church, I, you know, I would say do all that you can before. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's a lot, I mean, yes, there are hypocrites in the church, but also yeah. there are, and this might sound weird. Not all hypocrites are like bad people. Like you could be hypocritical in one area of your yes. life, and that's what you got to see, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean like my whole life is that. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not worth redeeming. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Like don't don't throw me out with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like my first take. Try to fix the relationship. If that doesn't work, then like have a plan leaving that church, saying mm-hmm. like, okay, if I'm gonna leave this particular church, I'm not leaving. The church, yes, which a lot of people will definitely say that uh, you left the church. That's one very toxic trait of a lot of churches is that they make you feel like if you leave us, this particular gathering, you have left the Lord, you are unsaved, you're going to hell, bro. Somebody read me of the uh, I think it's in in John 3 or maybe first John, but it basically the scripture says. It says, like, uh, if you've tasted, if you tried Jesus before, if you tasted Jesus and his goodness and you leave, uh, then there's no hope for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's no way you can be uh, redeemed again. Like, yeah. you, you've been redeemed and you rejected it. Yeah. There's no way you're coming back. And someone used that verse on me, no. bro. But when I left a particular church, and I was like, come on. Wait, you tasted him here. You, you left. You, you knew how good he was to you here. And I was like. I mean, this is crazy. I'm I'm more mature at this point, but I'm still like, that's church hurt. Like, you just weaponized the Bible against me, and you think that I'm leaving God because I'm leaving this flock. Like, what? That's wrong. It was, it was, I didn't didn't even tell Jessica that one because I was like, that's just too much. I mean, even back then, that would have been too much for her. Um, She'd have been like, no, let's go find them. We're going to talk about this. I'm like, nah, leave them alone. They need Jesus. Um, But yeah, I think the, uh, I think that our our goal, man, um, is to is to be a uh, I don't know a, a person of maturity mm-hmm. when we get to spaces like this. When we get to conversations when we're talking about um, like leaving the church, leaving a particular church. Yeah, I, I would even go as far as to say like, if you're a new believer, mm-hmm. don't leave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know that I mean, people might say some dumb things. Yeah, they might say that's some. That's tough. Because don't, I don't want you to stay in a toxic, right. harmful situation. Like, if, if there's, like, abuse. Yeah. And, like, people are manipulating you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, weaponizing scripture. Yeah. And, and trying to. You, that's hard. But that's man. why I said there's got to be, like, maturity. Yeah, I just, that's hard. I, I don't see if how... I'm new, I don't know what I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So someone can say... I mean, I, I, I can guarantee you, especially if you go to a, a, a like an old-school black church, there are going to be some old ladies who say some really out-of-pocket out of stuff. Um, and it's not... Okay, let me say It's not that they don't mean no harm. Some really do mean some harm. <laughs> <laughs> so many old ladies be going in, dog. Uh but I don't think that their 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 initial uh, the initial thing they say they they're they're not trying to hurt you, they're not trying to uh, manipulate you, they're just doing what they've always done, and mm-hmm. they really don't know any better, or they do know better, but they just don't want to change. Mm. So, as a young believer, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're a young believer listening to this podcast, shout out to you for like even 
looking for a podcast about Jesus. Yeah. That's fire. Um, but if you're a young believer, please take some time to talk to people. Uh, I think one thing in the church that uh, people will assume people are hypocrites mm. because of like a certain car someone drives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say like, oh, you don't, you, you don't help out the poor, but you drive a, a Mercedes Benz. Well, how do you know I don't help the poor? Mm-hmm. Like, what makes, because I drive a Mercedes Benz, yeah. you think that I'm not doing this? Like, don't put hypocrisy on other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to know people. Get to yeah. know who they are and how, and get to know their heart as well, not just, like, what their actions are. Uh, find out what, they, the, what motivates them to do what they do. So, I think both sides should be able to agree that hypocrisy is is not good. The goal should be to get rid of it. Yeah. But right? How? Okay, so if I recognize someone's being a hypocrite, and mm-hmm. my goal is not to, well, I'm leaving. My goal should be let's try to address this. Oh, let's, let's try, try to, fix to it. take this hypocrisy away. Yeah. So first off, let's form a relationship. I don't want to assume. Mm-hmm. So I want to. First of all, I want to actually assume good intention. I want to assume you did. I want to give you the benefit did. of the doubt. Yeah. Right. If I get to know you and I can clearly identify you are living a double life. You're presenting one thing in the church and you're living a totally different way. On purpose. Like knowingly. Like, mm-hmm. This is just not, you know what you're supposed to be doing, not supposed to be doing, and you're doing it Do, anyway. Yeah. I should care about you enough. enough. Yeah. Like, hey, so what do you think about when the Bible says X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. versus on, on this behavior? If they're trying to give you some kind of justification, well, you know, yeah, but I know it said this, but you know, blah, 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 the Lord on my heart, yeah. blah, blah, all this other stuff. Look, bro. You know you're wrong. <laughs> Ma'am, you know you're wrong. Right? Yeah. Like, I wanna I wanna tell you, like, I don't want to see you live in this way. Number one, it's hurting you, it's hurting your relationship with God. It also has the possibility to hurt other people. Fact. If they see you live in one way in the church, presenting yourself in one way, and then they find out this, that mm-hmm. you're that you're basically not it's not, not you're lying. Up. You're lying. You could cause a lot of damage. You got people to walk away from their faith. You don't yeah. want to be someone who's causing division, Jeez, right? Like God I don't want that for you. That. God yeah. said he hates. Yeah, that. let me show you all these verses in Proverbs <laughs> six. He hates it. He says if someone's doing this, warn him once, twice, and then to do with him. I'm. This is your first warning. <laughs> I only get one more, and I got nothing to do with it. I don't want that. Yeah, and I, I, that has to be the goal. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think about that when we first started the podcast, but. The ultimate goal with really anything in the church, yeah. any sin in the church, yeah. is to address it and to reconcile um, and to redeem those yes. who are the. Like we talked about last week about cancel culture, yeah. like when Coming you leave a church, people. that's almost canceling the church. That's the cancel culture, like individual cancel culture. Right right there. There. <laughs> Woo. Like you're just like I I'm, did not think about that you're at just all. Like, I'm, I'm done with you. Like no, we just Man. and it's. That's not the goal. I mean, you, that's crude. It's divisive, and it's even when you leave a church for a good reason, you still have to have like the uh, the humility and mm, the uh, that's a big word and the the I don't even know like it's another word, but basically you have the ability to like not badmouth that church mm-hmm. after you leave. Yeah, because though there may be some things that are going wrong. The ultimate goal of the church is not to tear down or hurt people. It's to present Jesus. But if you are a person that is like, don't go to that church because of X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z. Now, if the church is literally like, 
Oh, they harming they harming people. And yeah. they, yes, tell the police. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's not if that's not what is going on, then like you need to be a person that uh, that has because you're not really upholding just the church. Like you're not holding up. I don't know. First new Baptist of second, third generation. You're not upholding the name of that church. You're holding up yes. the church itself. Yes. Like you're representing what people think of when they think of church. Yeah, because right? no one thinks about like, oh, especially people who are not in the church. Yes. They They're not saying, oh, this per- name church dirt. did this. They're saying this the is church. what Christians do. See? They go Christians mm-hmm. again. And they blame everybody. everybody. Yes. And that's what that's what we're trying to avoid. Uh, and even for you, like I'm about to say for you the hypocrite. <laughs> but if you're if you're being a hypocrite, if you if someone has already called you out, if you've already even identified it that because uh, you had said earlier uh, in our conversation, you're like you when you have a relationship with Jesus, you don't need someone else to call you out on your on what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is well aware mm-hmm. and has already told you mm-hmm. you're lying. You know you're wrong. <laughs> you know you're wrong on this mm-hmm. and what we have to do is um, we have to be mature enough just to say like, okay, I am doing this and I don't want to carry the Lord's name in vain. I want to mm-hmm. be a type of person that that is righteous and, and holding up the banner of the Lord and taking this uh, to the rest of the world. Because when people see me, they see Christ. Come when on. people see me, they see the church. The church. When people Come see on. me, they see Christianity. Yes. So how I live directly affects their view of my God. Come on, man. We have to be the type of people that say, uh, it, and this all comes up to maturity. Like, as you grow in the Lord, you will start to say, I can't do this because of what other people will think. Mm-hmm. Like, you, what, I think it's like living above reproach. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You, you always have to have that mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I mean, they're definitely the balance, but like the idea is, yeah. I don't want to lead anyone astray. Yeah, because it, it comes down to, like, what's your motivation? Because I, I hear people saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to care about other people's opinions. I don't want to live with other people. I don't care about what God thinks. Keep doing that. Yeah. But Paul talks about, like, you know, I don't want to hurt a weaker brother or sister. Yeah. He talks about how, like you said, like, live in a way where that people cannot say anything bad about you. Where your neighbors, mm-hmm. when someone comes to try to make an accusation at you, your neighbors be like, no, 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 no that's not, not him. him. He's not, dope. That could be anybody else, yeah. but that ain't him. He's a little weird with his Christianity stuff, but he's really <laughs> nice. He's kind. He's giving, he's generous, helpful. Yep. helpful. He's he's a man of his word. Yeah, she's a man of her word. She's a woman of her word. I'm gonna say I'm sorry about that, but like, <laughs> like they when they say something, they do it. Yeah, like integrity. Yes, you know, like how you behave when no Their one's character watching. Character counts, boy. Yeah, man, character. Like this is all the things we're talking about. These are things that I think non-believers and believers can all agree all, on are important. 100. Right. So they should be even more apparent in the church. Yes. This like integrity's got we gotta be the main people of integrity yeah. in the world. Yeah. And so if we're not, like you said, like we've gotta be conscious, like, you know what? People are watching me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm representing whether it should be or shouldn't be, like me and Brandon, when we go out, we represent the whole black community to some people. Fact. That's just the reality of being black. Oh, so how do black people feel about it? See Josiah. Josiah. She's like, mm-hmm, show sure is. That's how you are for me. But <laughs> it's like, no, black people are awesome. I know two yeah. of them. No, hey, they speak for the whole race, you know. But 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 that's what happens. But that's in the really church, how right? it is for being a Christian. If you call yourself a Christian. Especially if you're like public about your 
which the, you should be, which unless, you should if be. you can, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I see a lot of people who who are very vocal about their faith on social media, mm. and then like in person, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hypocrisy too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that's uh, you deny me. You get to like you get to flex all this Jesus stuff on your on your page, um, you know, on a screen through a keyboard. Mm. But when it comes to like in person, putting you, it to practice, like literally having compassion and helping yeah. people. Yeah, you can say who you voted for, what you voted for, but are you actually are you actually doing some it? action down helping? Yeah, you might have put a black tile up, but that's <sighs> that that's one guys. Thing. Brandon has got a full clip today. <laughs> full, I mean, he's. I just, I, I just know what it does. Cause even now, man, um, I'm planning a barbecue with my old military buddies. Just there's like eight of us, and as I'm planning this thing out, I'm like, Ugh. like what have I, what have I like portrayed to them mm. in the past that mm-hmm. I want to that I want to let them know like I'm completely different from that person, and then what have I like posted on my social media. That could have been that could be offensive to some of my friends that I'm about to invite to this barbecue, mm-hmm. because I'm not. I know they're going to come. Well, one because they said though they said they're going to come, and there's carne asada, so it's win-win. But secondly, I know that like the conversation is going to come up. They're going to ask me if I want them to or not. Even if I try to avoid, I just believe that God is going to orchestrate this mm-hmm. whole thing to happen so that they ask the question like, so like, what's up with this whole preaching thing? What's up with mm. this whole like church thing? I just know what's going to come up mm. and I want to be able to number one, like have to be, to live above reproach. I don't want to be able to say, Oh, well, you know, the Lord's been doing this and doing this. And then something be like something in my double life. I had a double mm-hmm. life that would come up like, well, didn't what you, about this? With it? Mm-hmm. what about this? What about when you said this? What about when you, and I was like, dang, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm actively searching my social media to be like, okay, did I ever like Going go to your old tweets? You yeah, like, <laughs> did I ever go too far? And, I'm, and not to like cover it up, but right. to be able to, to address be able to it. Address it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because uh, I, yeah, I want yeah. them to have a good understanding of who God is, not a good understanding of like who I think God is. So that's where I'm at right now. And hopefully, y'all, please, if you're on the pod, if you listen to this podcast, please pray, um, pray for uh, me as I get ready to talk to my military buddies because um, I really want them to know the Lord. And yeah, I man. pray that it would happen through me, but if it doesn't, like I'm cool with that either way. Yeah, man. So, yeah, to wrap this thing up, we're almost done here. To wrap this thing up, I think that's really good. One thing I wanted to say off of last week's episode on the cancel culture, it's not just liberal left who's canceling people. Because to be real, the right started it. <laughs> when they canceled Colin Kaepernick, uh, when they canceled everybody, with Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. Mike Brown, like if listen, both sides are guilty of canceling. Canceled, I want to make sure that's good. Out, yeah. I, I, re- I went back and listened to. It. I was like, you know what? I put all the blame on one side. It's uh, on both. both. Oh yeah, and even the church can be known for canceling yeah. people. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying which we should be the last people canceling people. Yeah, we cancel pastors um, quick. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you said this. Oh, cancel, cancel. And it's yeah. like, then you know what? We're guilty of that. Who we cancel? John MacArthur. We didn't cancel him. We got close. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> no, man. Shout we out should to be us. praying for him. Yeah. And then, oh, so even uh, on at TG on Friday, um, patient preached a phenomenal message. And uh, one thing that he had mentioned is if you're if if you are a part of the church, 
like basically he didn't say this because he, he doesn't use this type of language but paraphrasing he's like we're not ever to cancel someone mm. what we are to do is pray for someone yes. and for their redemption yes. and then for their reconciliation at all times this is yeah. and he's talking he went to he went as far as to talk about uh how do you love your enemy well if you even have a feeling of love towards an enemy that person can't be an enemy mm. you're not an enemy if i love you like when jesus was saying love your enemy he was basically saying you don't have you any should, enemies you can't you can't have any Turn all enemy. your enemies into friends they're all your neighbors there's mm -hmm. literally no enemy that you have um and because you and this is why that's just too, that's going too far um this is why like many people in churches have like this like weird beef is because you are viewing people as an enemy mm -hmm. but jesus is saying you don't have an enemy. when he says love your enemy he's not like Oh yeah, hate them for what they yeah. did. The goal like, is not to keep them as an enemy. No, it's always to, like, to eliminate win the ideas of enemies. Of enemies, yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. So even when it comes to like LGBT community, for me, I'm just like, how do I love? Because I don't view my LGBTQ uh, brothers and sisters or non-binary, whatever you identify as. I don't view you as an enemy, like ever. Mm -hmm. Like That's I right. never look at someone in the community and be like. Uh, nah, or we're anybody not. who disagrees. No, like never. Yeah. Calling you an enemy, even is just it not, just it's just not right. Yeah, it, it, just, it automatically creates like a like a there's distance. Yeah, divide, yeah. and it's like no. How do I how do I gain how do I gain access to to my to image bearers who identify differently than me? Mm -hmm. How do I gain access? and influence because i'm not just trying to get access alone mm -hmm. i want to be able to be a friend a neighbor um, a colleague i want to be all those things a brother but also i want to be an influencer mm -hmm. like i want to be able to show the love of jesus to show you that like this whole christian life thing isn't about a bunch of rules and regulations mm -hmm. but it's about a real relationship with a god who cares and loves you yeah and, and when you have it, you. Yeah. yeah, man. And he can change your life. He can. He's changed my life, mm -hmm. and I know that he can change yours. And it's not just to change you being a non-binary or identifying as whatever you identify is, but it's to change you to love him. Mm -hmm. And then he will do whatever you need to do. I'm not even saying he's going to fix or correct we'll or redo. Another episode. But his whole goal mm -hmm. is to love you, and in turn, when you love him everything changes yes. everything changes amen yeah man so stop being hypocrites and man. <laughs> hey live the right life y'all yeah man we gotta yeah. yeah we gotta help each other out man the Definitely. goal is to help people not cancel them yeah you know? man so uh just to recap what we said at the top of the episode we are changing our our schedule yeah. for posting episodes so this we're now going to be dropping on sunday afternoons instead of wednesday mornings and we're also going to be only posting every other week instead of every single week. Yes. So That's less right. will be more. We promise it'll yeah. it'll be an improvement for you guys. You'll yeah. miss us a little bit, but you know, absence make the heart go fonder. <laughs> you feel me? That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you and uh, have a good week. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. See ya.